0: This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morrison. This week we're looking back at a thrilling back to Bates weekend, highlighted by the football team's victory over Williams. Junior Frank Williams turned in the performance of his career to this point in the victory over the Eaves. Plus, volleyball and field hockey both shined with undefeated weeks, and women's soccer picked up a nice win as well. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. Back to Bates weekend featured home games for the football, soccer, field hockey, and volleyball programs. The football team earned a 29-17 victory over Williams, and junior slotback Frank Williams led the way. He caught nine passes for 223 yards and three touchdowns, all career highs. But the play that gave Bates the lead for good came courtesy of sophomore Marcus Ross. Trailing 14-13, sophomore Joe Frake came up with an interception to give Bates the ball deep in Williams' territory, with less than five minutes to go in the first half. On first and 10 at the Williams 17, sophomore quarterback Sandy gets connected with Ross on a jump ball in the back corner of the end zone for the go-ahead score. Head coach Mark Harriman breaks down the play call.
1: First and 10 on the uh, 17-yard line, so it's, a, it's an ideal location to, I don't want to say waste it down, but take a shot. Um, so, and that was our, our mindset with that is that we would take a shot on first down here, knowing that as you can see, as this play develops, they're, they're, they're staying in their, their man free concept where they playing really pressing our outside receivers on the line of scrimmage, uh, trying to keep a free safety in the middle of the field. Um, and Marcus, as, as you watch the play gets a great release, um, Right on the snap, beats the guy to the outside and Sandy just threw the ball up there with some uh great height which allowed Marcus to go up and get the ball and uh put it in a great location. So it was a very well executed by both uh Marcus and, and Sandy on that play.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then has that, that a play you've tried to run before this year?
1: Uh yeah, it's a play, you know, we've got it it's in our it's in our Uh, our arsenal for lack of a better term you know we we, um, again it's a a down and distance situational call uh, something where we if we feel we're going to get any type of of press corner we we have Sandy has the ability to do that I mean we're obviously running as it's out of a trips formation so um, we've got other receivers out in the, the route as well both slots are on the same side and they're both running uh, Outcuts And again, you know, that's one of the plays we'd hit quite a bit with Frankie, uh, just running the slide route to the outside. The Bobcats added to their lead by outscoring the
0: East 10-3 to in the third quarter to go up 29-17. to Then neither team scored in the fourth, and Bates secured the homecoming victory. After the game, we caught up with a number of Bobcats on the field, including sophomore dive back Peter Boyer, who helped run out the clock down the stretch. Well, Peter, as a dive back, how much do you like being able to wear down that clock there at the end? Oh, I loved it. Um, You could
2: definitely tell the defense started to give up once we started pounding the rock.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, as an offense as a whole today, it seems like, I mean, the passing game opened up a lot, but you guys were also able to run it up the middle for a few yards, right? Balanced attack. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, so um, that's that's what our offense is all about. Um, Just having, if that run game is open, that just opens up the pass game just as well. What can you say about Frank Williams? My goodness. Great game. <laughs> oh my gosh. Two touchdowns. He just ran his he ran his butt off today. <laughs> Absolutely. What's his atmosphere like? Pretty cool, right? Oh yeah. So awesome. Had so many fans out here today. It was great. All right, Peter, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you.
0: Sophomore Tyler Harrington was part of a front four that helped the Bates defense record a total of seven sacks, with Harrington notching the first of his career. Well, we're joined by Tyler Harrington right. After the victory for the Bobcats here today, and I, you were in the backfield, it seemed like, all day there on defense. What was working for you in terms of uh, pressuring the quarterback? Yeah, well, we got to get some good play calls going. Everybody did their job on the D-line. We really got a, got a good rush going, and uh, it was great. We, got, we did a good job as a group. And uh, everybody, did, the coverage was great, got some time to make some rushes, and uh, we, did, we got the job done. Also getting the job done was linebacker Sam Francis, who led the Bobcats with 11 tackles, including one sack joined by Sam Francis, immediately following this victory. Lots of uh, ha- happy people right here, right by Garcelon Field. First of all, I was talking to Tyler about this, but you guys as a defense were living in that backfield all day, right?
2: Yeah, we had a great game plan. Coach Ava put in a lot of blitzes, showed, told us told us their tendencies, told us what they were going to do, and we just knew where to be at the right times and we were able to execute.
0: Yeah, as a linebacker, how much do you like being able to blitz all day it seems like? Yeah, it was a uh, pretty
2: game <laughs> the, game... <laughs> <laughs> the game plan was nice. The defensive line did an incredible job of getting in the way, eating blocks, and me, Mark, and Bresci were able to just play free all day, and it was was great. It was a good team win.
0: And the defense as a whole, obviously, I mean, you guys only gave up 10 points as a whole, and so, I mean, what can you say about your development over three games this year? Yeah,
2: I mean, we just keep getting better and better every week. That's what Coach has been stressing, and that's
0: what we've been doing, and I just can't wait to keep it rolling, keep getting better next week. And how cool is this atmosphere right now? It's the greatest day of the year. It's my, my favorite day of the year. All right. Love it. Excellent. Thanks so much. No problem. Offensive coordinator Skip Capone designed the game plan that allowed Bates to burn the Eats with big plays throughout the afternoon. First of all, you got Frank Williams involved a lot today. Was that the plan early on?
3: Every week it's a plan with Frank. He's a very, very good player, A very explosive. And we just with things he were giving us, we had him one on one coverage a lot, and he's a great player. He made me look really smart today.
0: <laughs> and then Marcus Ross had a heck of a catch in the corner of
3: the end zone. What did you see on that play? That was just a you know, just a kid making a play. You know, Sandy, we told Sandy you know, everyone take a sh- take a shot once in a while. and He felt Marcus had an, an advantage, and it was a great catch, and obviously you know it was a touchdown, which was awesome and happy for Marcus, another really good young player. We're excited.
0: Sandy threw the ball very well today. What are your evaluation of his performance to the air?
3: I thought he did a really nice job. You know, he, uh, he was very poised. Uh, we found some things that he could do very, very well, and we just kept going back to it. some different formations and things, and he was, very, again, like anything else, you, you complete a few passes, your confidence level goes up, and he's feeling pretty good about himself right now.
0: How cool is this atmosphere back to Bates?
3: Great crowd. This is the best atmosphere in the NESCAC, period, end of story.
0: On Monday, we sat down with head coach Mark Harriman to go further in-depth about the big win. You wanted to have more balanced offense, where well, you really aired it out a lot this game. I mean, what do you see on tape to, to have that be part of the game plan?
1: Yeah. Well, I, again, it would, part of it was, uh, you know, our, our progression as, as an offense, and knowing that we 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 wanted to, as as our young quarterback developed and our receivers developed, that we were able to throw the ball more, um, and you know, we were able to take advantage of what what Williams was was doing to us. Um, as I said, they were playing quite a bit of man coverage against us and, and we were able to do some things with some motion and uh to to get some guys open
0: sandy must have been pretty happy to get to throw it a lot right <laughs>
1: yeah well again you know it's still about making the right reads yeah. and and um you know he certainly has to go through that progression as well whether it's run or pass so um i think it was you know obviously every quarterback wants to throw the ball so he <laughs> He was he was happy with that, but I thought he did, for the most part, did a pretty good job with his reads.
0: Well, let's talk about Frank Williams. Nezcak Offensive Player of the Week, our male Bobcat of the Week
1: as well. This is a big honor.
0: But, um, <laughs> you know, Frank, obviously, he had more receiving yards in this game than he had his whole career entering this game, mm-hmm. even though he's always been a pretty good weapon uh i mean two huge explosive plays from him what do you see develop on those two plays and then overall just your your breakdown of what made him so great in this game
1: yeah well again i think it's it's you know getting a, a playmaker in space and and that's frank's been a, a playmaker for us really since he has been here if you can go back a couple of years with you know big big catches against uh colby a, a couple of years ago to win that game and um he's as I said he's one of our most explosive playmakers and we were really able to get him isolated at times and and um you know again whether it was with motion or just getting him one-on-one with somebody and that really really certainly made a difference
0: sure absolutely and then on the defensive side of the ball once you guys got that lead it looked like once Williams was forced to throw it a little bit more it looked like you guys were able to just pin your ears back and go at him is that how you saw it also
1: yeah, I mean, you know, when it, you get to a point where where uh, offenses have to get somewhat predictable by down and distance, or again, just uh, you know, we when they're down by a couple of scores and they have to throw the football more, certainly our guys get into a different mindset. I mean, I thought they, I thought uh, Williams did a great job running the football, um, you know, with with the guys that they have, and um, that kept us balanced on defense for a good portion of the game. But once you know they did. Um, need to need to score a little little more than than you know. It certainly made it easier as far as our guys up front being able to play the the pass more than the run.
0: Yeah, I was really impressed with some of the big guys up front. Harrington and Richardson in particular set out to me at least. They got a couple of sacks in there. What what do you see from them and their growth?
1: Yeah, same thing. I mean, you know, guys just getting more confident in what they're doing. Uh, doing a great job with their hands. Uh, I think that's one of the big things that that you know everybody talks about a speed rush, but it's it's more about being able to get. Get an offensive lineman's hands off you, and know, I thought our guys have worked hard at that with the last couple of weeks, and um, really did a great job with that.
0: And then how cool was it to get have Walter Washington get his first career sack?
1: Yeah, no, he did a great job. He actually had a QB knockdown on on a play earlier in the game, um, so had a pressure there and a sack. So he had a you know for the amount of snaps he was on on the uh, field, he really was very productive for us.
0: Talk to us a little bit about the atmosphere of this back to Bates weekend. Pretty special, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean I you know, we, we have a, a great atmosphere I think for all our home games. We're very fortunate to have our field where it is. I mean, with Garcelon being right in the middle of campus, we, we typically will besides the, the every other year when we play Middlebury during break, we always have great fan support. Um and you know, the the, the pre game atmosphere, uh with the team coming on, is, is, again, as good as there is in the conference and maybe, you know, in some ways as good as there is in Division Three. So we, we're always really excited to play at home and having our alumni and, and families here is is certainly a great touch as well.
0: It was certainly a game of big plays. I mean, Williams, the two touchdowns they did get were both on big plays, one on offense, one on defense. When it's it's like that, and when you see it's going like that, what do you say, if anything, to your team about how to handle it, especially after they had that fumble recovery for the touchdown?
1: Yeah. Well, again, that's you know the highs and lows of a game, and and uh, being able to handle adversity is is something that I think shows a team is maturing. And um, you know, if you, realistically, if you look at all three of their scores, the the last field goal was off a a long punt return. So uh, and the defense stepped up there and 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 actually. Uh, you know they had three yards on the, uh, second down, and that was it, and forced them into a, a field goal when you know they had the ball on the twenty-yard line. So um, that was that was a you know again another another show of stepping up through the adversity, and and uh, I just uh, you know again I think as we as we mature through the season that we can obviously take things from this game from that standpoint of you know, being able to you know obviously be excited about when we score and when we have the highs but maintaining our composure through that and then also you know when we do have something that's not necessarily in our favor go go uh their way then then we want to make sure that we're able to you know step up and make a play everyone watches tape
0: i'm sure wesleyan's gonna be watching tape and they see oh frank williams you know over 200 receiving yards so i'm sure they'll be keen on frank for next week so does that change your guys's approach at all
1: uh not really, you know i think I think a lot of offenses are are, are balanced enough that you know the the uh are a very good team and i i you know they're they're pretty balanced on both sides of the ball, and i don't foresee them changing their game plan dramatically because of that I mean I think you know first and foremost, most of the teams we play have to defend the option first and and everything kind of you know comes off that, and you know fortunately with a team that Um, wanted to come in and play a bunch of man coverage against to help stop the option. It it allowed us to to have some things go our way in the pass game. But, um, you know, it'll be a challenge like it is every week. And and, uh, um, um, as I said, I think, you know, we've got to make sure that we balance things out. Um, You know, if we get into a situation where uh, we can have big plays in the pass game, that certainly, you know, takes the pressure off everything else.
0: Yeah, I mean, down the stretch when you guys just had to, uh, you know, milk that clock. Basically, you had some dive backs, and Boyer really just pounding out yards, getting first downs. Nice to see, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's an old adage: you, you throw to score, you run to win, and uh, you know that, that kind of played out in that game. And and uh, anytime we we feel we can get into the fourth quarter with a lead, um, I think it plays into our hands that you know with our dive backs and our offensive line coming off the football that we can w- really wear the defense down and, and more importantly take time off the clock
0: great and then any other you know standout performance we haven't talked about who you'd like to you know mention um from this game that really helped you guys get the victory
1: yeah well, I think you know kind of an unsung hero for us this week was Justin Foley I mean you know he, he uh his punting was tremendous um you, you know there's he's been consistent for us all along but i think yet uh, on saturday he really stepped up and and you know kind of took it to, with his i think it was close to a 44 yard average and um you know that's that's certainly something that those are division division one yeah. standards so uh, that was that was a, a big part of changing field position or keeping us um you know in positive field position so.
0: Yeah, he had that 55-yard punt that um, uh, Moni fumbled there at the four, and Trevor Lyons was able to t- uh, j- jump on top of it, which seemed to spark everything, right?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, anytime you know you can you can give the offense the ball inside the five, that's a that's a that's a great thing to have happen, and, and to, especially to do it on special teams was was great.
0: All right, last question: What's going to be the major points of emphasis this week preparing for the Wesleyan game this Saturday?
1: Well, they're they're very explosive offensively. I mean, if you look at their statistics, they're one of the the top. Uh, offense is probably one of the most balanced offenses uh in 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 the conference. I think they're they they're athletic on both sides of the ball. Um we need to go out and play extremely well um doing what we do. You know, I I think that that what we did last week for the most part on in all phases of our game for the most part we played uh, you know very well from a from an assignment standpoint and a technique standpoint and we're going to need to do that to to finish up
0: all right coach thanks so much for the time and congrats again on the victory thank you it's time to talk to our bobcats of the week the male bobcat of the week is you guessed it junior slotback frank williams his stats are worth repeating nine catches 223 yards three touchdowns with a career-long catch of 73 yards. He had more receiving yards Saturday than he had total in his entire career entering the game. He was named the NESCAC Offensive Player of the Week, and he is our male Bobcat of the Week. Have you ever had a game like that in your life at any level of football? Um, No, not, not receiving yards. Um,
4: That was pretty big. That was the first time I've had like easily like more than one catch a game. So... Uh... That's a pretty big game for me. Yeah. And did you know coming in was the game plan going to get you the ball through the air, um, more often than usual at least? Um yeah, yeah. We're gonna spread it out they uh they run man and and they load the box. So uh coach Coach Capone, Coach Lopes are like, uh, we're gonna
0: spread the game out, like throw the ball to our receivers more, so yeah. And then from your perspective as a slot back, how how do you balance, you know, responsibilities of, you know, running the ball a lot but also being responsible for catching the ball a lot?
4: I have no idea. Like <laughs> they just they just tell us what the game plan is and we just gotta get ready for it throughout the week. Um Coach Chasen does really well with that and you just uh, we we're running routes every every day, we're uh taking handoffs every day, so uh the the week uh the week
0: prior to the game is always huge. How are you developing chemistry with your new quarterback this year, Sandy plashkas
4: Oh Sandy's a man. Um uh he's he's the man. I'm friends with him off the field, like uh great kid. Um I know I know he's gonna always be there, like throw the ball, it makes great reads, so I have no no doubt whatsoever on his play. And then the atmosphere for back to Bates was pretty cool, wasn't it? Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it like that before. There's a lot of people there. Um uh yeah, definitely definitely a definitely great day. Um that's what Bates is known for. We always have we always have like a great tailgate. Uh the the fields in the middle of the campus so everybody's there.
0: Um so yeah, I love, I love to see that. And then take us through your two long touchdowns, where you basically you know got behind the defense and then outran them a little bit. What developed on those plays, and what did you see?
4: So the first one uh, was uh, like a like three like a three by one extended route, and uh, it's basically like an air route to a wheel. So uh, and they didn't cover me for some reason, so I just kind of caught the ball. I just kind of caught the ball in the middle of the field, almost fell, um, but then I just ran to the end zone. And the second one uh, was like a back shoulder. Wheel route, uh I was a little under film, but s uh Sandy made a great throw. Um I just caught it and kinda just ran.
0: I don't know, I wasn't really thinking. Hit. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh if it wants to be nice, to realize you're you're wide open though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> and then um I know the other great touchdown that game, Marcus Ross had a heck of a catch oh, in the back of the end zone. What did you see on that play from him? Uh
4: he just made an amazing play. Um, you know, uh they put Marcus in because he he can make plays. He made one last year against Middlebury um he's a big kid so he just went up got the ball came down and bounced good play.
0: absolutely now you're a junior now but take us back when you decided on colleges what attracted you to come up here to debates from massachusetts um I, I visited i was looking like you know nescax
4: and um i visited here i loved it the atmosphere reminded me of my high school so i thought i'd like fit in really well um i knew i played with uh love sean love and uh and uh michael cronin in the shriners game so uh I really like them, so I I kind of figured it'd be a it'd be a nice fit for me, so I came here.
0: I know the team in general, obviously last year got a CBB, but a little disappointed about overall. Yeah. This year, obviously a, a nice win there over Williams. Uh, what's the team's mentality right now going forward in terms of you know trying to you know build on the success the previous teams have had throughout the years here recently?
4: Well, the Williams game is always huge because yeah. you know the, it's like it's it's uh the, it's like Tr- Tufts Williams, and then we play Wesley Middlebury, who are like you know the, the two better teams of the NESCAC. And uh, this win always propels us into the next two games. So with uh, with a positive mindset, I think we do really well against Wesley and Middlebury. Yeah,
0: Wesley coming to town this Saturday. What do you remember about them from previous years?
4: They're similar to Williams, more athletic. They, they man us up, so uh, hopefully we'll spread them out again and have a, have a great day again.
0: <laughs> so when you're facing man-to-man defense, as an offensive player, you must like that. Maybe more than facing his own defense, perhaps, because you have a chance to beat your guy.
4: Oh, yeah, it's all it's all one-on-one matchup. Yeah. So if uh, you just got to be better than man across you.
0: And then, what's your relationship like with the other slot backs? Because there's so many of them on this team, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I love them. I love them.
4: I uh, would call you call ourselves the dogs. Um, McCoy, McCoy, Petey, Flaherty, and um, oh, yeah, now it's Ty Bomb and uh and uh, Zach Doyon. and um, and we're all. It's a great group of kids. Uh, we're all we're all good. We're the you know, the slots supposed to be the most important position in the field, so we treat it like
0: that. But um, they're all they're all great dudes. Yeah excellent I know last year you were battling through injuries I mean you played pretty much every game but it seemed like you were kind of limited this year it must be nice to be fully healthy again right
4: oh yeah look, yeah it's so much better than yeah no ankle ankle problems are the worst so uh,
0: this season this season I'm feeling good hopefully i stay healthy the rest of the season Okay, great, and then um, what are some goals? I mean, obviously the CBB, but what's, uh, what are you most looking forward to the rest of the year here, maybe including the CBB? I'll try to get a winning record. Um, that includes winning the CBB,
4: obviously, but uh, if, we, if we, uh, we run up the next five games, um, looking great. We're just trying to get, like, the best record as possible, and uh, I think we can do it, yeah. Okay, great. Well, Frank,
0: congrats again on your great performance this past week, and uh, thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Our female Bobcat of the Week comes from the volleyball team. They had a big week defeating Wesley in 3-0 on Friday and knocking off Trinity 3-0 on Saturday to improve their NESCAC record to 3-3 and on the year. Leading the way, Senior Captain Chandler McGrath, who tallied a match-high 19 kills on Friday and followed that up with a match-high 12 kills on Saturday. The NESCAC honored McGrath as the Volleyball Player of the Week, and she is our Female Bobcat of the Week.
5: Leading up to this weekend, we had a couple of injuries and we've been dealing with a lot of illnesses but I thought it was great this weekend we all came together and we really pushed through all of that and you could see like in our performance this weekend like what we can do just when the chips are down and we all come together it was really great.
0: And you were able to lead the team in kills both matches what have you been working on this year as in, in your senior year in terms of your game?
5: Um, I think in terms of my game I'm just Playing every ball like it's the last ball I'll ever touch. It's crazy to think that I only have a couple weeks left in my career, and I guess right now I'm just giving it all I've got and leaving it all out on the court.
0: And then uh, in terms of this, you know, week leading up to some, you know, tough tough matchups, you got what? Tufts, I think, coming up and Bowden. Uh, what's going to be the point of emphasis in practice? You think
5: some major points in practice we need to work on, just being disciplined um, and defense and offense. And with our offense, we should be work on being a little smarter with where we're hitting and um, just keeping ourselves in system and keeping Tufts and Bowdoin both out of system because I think if we do that, our offense can overcome both the teams.
0: And then as a cap- one of the captains on the team, what are some of your responsibilities in that department?
5: Um, I think one of my biggest responsibilities is just leading by example, working hard every day, um, making sure my game is on point, and then just encouraging everyone else to follow my example.
0: The team obviously won three NESCAT games last year. They've already won three now this year. Three and three, so they off to a great start. What improvement have you seen from the team as a whole from last year to this year?
5: In terms of diff- discipline, we've really raised our standard for every practice, for every match, um, just in terms of like skill and like mental toughness. like We demand different things in practice now um, than we did last year, and I think that's exponentially improved our team skill-wise. But also just like our expectations of ourselves, so I think it's that shift in perspective that we are a good team, and therefore we should think high of ourselves and expect more of ourselves.
0: And Mrs. Melissa Duran's second year as your head coach, have you really seen her uh, put her stamp on the program?
5: Yeah, I have. Um, she's definitely with us, expecting more of ourselves. She definitely has raised our standards. Well, she expects more of us as a team and. Clearly, clearly, you can see just by the two years she's been here, um, we've obviously raised our standard in terms of like winning percentage and things like that. We've won the same amount of games that just as we did last year in her first year, and obviously we hope to improve upon that. So, with with Melissa being our new coach, I think this program is going onwards and upwards.
0: Great, and then what are you most looking forward to for the remainder of your senior year here?
5: I think what I'm looking forward to most is just like. Finishing my career on a high note and just really, just really embracing all the, like, the great moments that volleyball has brought me and um, especially, like, being at home and taking advantage of, like, that feeling of being an alumni and having the support of our the students and the parents and everyone here and just really just soaking all that, like, positive vibes in and I don't know just just really loving that feeling.
0: All right well great Chandler McGrath our female Bobcat of the week thanks so much.
5: Thank you so much.
0: The field hockey team mirrored the volleyball team by going 2-0 and on the week with the Bobcats getting a 4-1 to win over Endicott on Wednesday and a one nothing overtime victory on Saturday against Connecticut College for their third NESCAC victory of the year. Head coach Danny Ryder updates us on the team's progress starting with their win over Endicott in the middle of the week, where four different players scored goals, showing off the team's depth.
6: It was a great victory for us for that reason and also because we had left the previous weekend um, unsatisfied and with a lot of conversations about lessons that we wanted to learn as a program. And so that game meant a lot to our team as an opportunity to put those lessons into action and not just have them be conversations. And that's really what the team did on Wednesday. So it was a big win for us in more more ways than just one.
0: Yeah, it's a good way to kind of get back on track, right, in terms of, like, it's a non-conference game, so there's maybe not as much pressure as a conference game. A good way to get back on track, is that a fair statement?
6: Um, Yeah, it's definitely a good way to get back on track, and we're really just trying to focus on our controllables, which is everything we do. And so leading into both Endicott and Connecticut College, we spent uh, less time focusing on our opponent and more time focusing on what we need to fix in our own play, and it seemed to have paid off
0: let's talk about connecticut college on saturday back to bates weekend we had every team at home it seemed like uh, feel like he got the one nothing victory in overtime an intense game um overtime is always tricky so what was your feelings in your mind throughout that game as you got closer and closer to the end of regulation with it still being scoreless
6: well, one thing that just struck me at the end of the game and we talked about as a team is we had in that second half, we really rallied. But in the same time, we had a lot of calls not go in our direction. That could have been really frustrating, but the team did a really great job of just putting that um out of their mind and continuing to push for the win and really that made the difference because sometimes those moments can consume you as a team and you can forget to focus on the details when you're worried about the calls or just things that are happening so they really pushed through and got the win and it said a lot about their mental strength in that game
0: and then this was your second overtime game this year what do you think the team learned how to approach overtime maybe from their first experience this year against williams
6: Well, we just made some tactical adjustments um, that we talked about really quickly before the overtime. Just a different strategy of how we wanted to play the overtime. Uh, Williams, we played it a little too defensively in this overtime. We really focused on going ahead and, and really pressuring the attack. And so that was really how we were able to capitalize on a couple opportunities and ultimately draw the corners that we scored on.
0: And uh, Lauren getting her first career goal, right? What was that like?
6: <laughs> it was great. It was such a great moment for her. She had had um, a goal called back in regular time that was, uh, I think, a really pivotal point in the game for us because it was very close to the eye, and so the team really kept their heads on straight and accepted the call. And for her to come back after getting that that goal taken away from her in regular time and come back and score the OT goal was, was perfect. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, looking forward to schedule, you got, what, four games left, I believe, two non-conference, two conference. Two of those games, you know, Babson's a top-ten team. You beat him last year. Millbury a defending national champion, so it is a bit of a challenging slate ahead. What do you talk to your team about that at all?
6: Yeah, again, we're really keeping the focus on us. I think that one of the biggest challenges we have on our team, but in the athletic department in general, is um, – overestimating some opponents and so we have a lot of conversations about to never overestimate but also don't underestimate your opponents you need to respect but not put them up on a pedestal and so our conversations this season have been surrounding that idea that we respect our opponents but at the end of the day we also respect the work that we've put in and it's been slowly making the difference and that's really what we're just going to continue to push heading into to these tough conference games because we know that we've put a lot of work in as well and Middlebury's a completely different team than they were last year Colby's a different team than they were last year so just recognizing that no no two seasons are the same and so you can't uh, put somebody where they haven't yet proven to be
0: last question speaking of your team obviously it's a unique situation this year without any seniors so as a coach what has that been like for you so far
6: you know I haven't really actually even thought about it all that much we just have really even though they're young they're I mean, they're Bates students, so they're incredibly intelligent, but they're just really good leaders, um, and they really understand that everyone on the team has something to give. And so it's been an interesting process because we don't have captains. Each week we vote for who we consider the Bobcat of the Week previously, so who gave the best effort in practice practicing games. And it's been everywhere from a junior to a first year. It's been every position on the field from goalkeeper to forward. And so it's really made us look critically at what it means to be the Bobcat of the Week, that leader for the week. Um, Um, And it's worked out
0: really well. All right, Danny Ryder, thanks so much for your time and congrats again on the 2-0 week.
6: Thank you very much, Aaron.
0: The men's golf team had a busy week. It all started on Thursday at the Mariner Invitational where first year Andrew Garcia-Bow took home the top spot in the field, shooting a 72, defeating the second place finisher by one shot. He joined the Bobcast to look back on the Mariner Invitational
2: and more. Um, A lot of things went really well. I think The thing that I'm really proud of was how calm I was going into it. We didn't have a lot of practice time, so I had to not worry about that too much. And I think that I just wanted to make sure I hit all of my shots the best that I could and not stress if I had a mess up or I was in a bad position and just take it shot by shot. And as you're going along, you probably don't really know where you are in the the rankings, right? What's that like? It's a little nerve wracking. I mean, when you know that you're playing well, you know you must be in the top, but it's golf. Anything can happen. Someone can come in with a ridiculous low number and you might not expect it. And you probably never played that course before, so what was the course like I yeah, I've never played it before, so I went in completely blind. Um a lot actually the two other members that I played with in my group had never played it either well one kid played it once like two years ago so take it as he's never played it before either so going in blind it was kind of like you had to play a little bit more conservative which makes it hard but it's kind of nice not to be trying to hit ridiculous shots when you know that you can but playing it laid back definitely helps you go low
0: and you're a first year, so what's your first year been like so far uh, as far of the Bates Men's Golf Program? You only got one more tournament this fall.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it went by quick. Um, having one more left is kind of sad. I've really enjoyed playing in them. I definitely wish there were more. There are some tournaments where I know I could have played better and that I should have played better but i'm really happy with the start of the season especially since it's my first college season and i mean i've loved bait so far and definitely the golf program is a lot of fun i love all of the guys on the team i have nothing negative to say about it um coming from a high school team playing for 4 years it's a similar experience so i'm not coming in completely blind but i think that it's a new it's a new experience playing 18 holes for a tournament and playing with a lot more challenging groups of people and a lot more challenging members of different teams. And it's definitely a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. For sure. And
0: then being from New York, how did you first learn about Bates? How did you decide to come up here uh, to play some golf and, and obviously
2: go to school? <laughs> <laughs> well, my sister actually came here in 2009. She graduated in 2013. So I knew the school pretty well. And, I mean, I visited a, a bunch of other schools similar to it. And when it came down to it, I knew that Bates had everything that I actually wanted. And I said, why don't I just go there? There's Why don't I apply? Like, there's no... Point in trying to find something else. I love it here, and it's been great.
0: How has the adjustment been uh, been academically? Because I mean, golf—you're out there for a while for practices and stuff—and so your schedule must be a little bit uh, chaotic.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not easy. Uh, Managing time is a lot harder. But I mean, the season's almost over, so it's not like I had to do it for very long. Um, Practices usually take like three hours, so it's a big chunk out of your day, and especially in the weekends, two-day tournaments, you're gone from. Eight in the morning to like five in the afternoon, and then you're exhausted, you don't want to do anything, but you just kind of have to power through it for the short amount of time that it takes.
0: So, last question for you you mentioned that you, you obviously don't know how you're doing in terms of the standings throughout a tournament. So, wh- what was the moment like when you learned you'd won?
2: Take us through that. Um, well, when I came in and I saw that my number was a lot lower than a lot of the other ones, <laughs> it's kind of like overwhelming. You're just like, oh, okay, like I guess I won this or have a good chance, and I mean, when you go, you're one of the first groups to go out, there are a lot of people behind you. So it's still it's still kind of unknown to what's going to happen. And um, I actually, when I looked at the standings in the end, like the next day, there was actually a person, like a shot or two behind me. So to know that like I squeaked in by that much is just a great feeling. And it just, it excites you and you want to get out and play even more. All right, Andrew
0: Garcia-Bo, thanks so much for your time. And congrats again on winning the Mariner Invitational. Thank you. On Saturday, Bates finished second at the CBB Tournament before defeating Colby at the Colby Classic on Sunday despite rainy conditions at Waterville Country Club. The men's soccer team lost a close match with Connecticut College in double overtime by a score of 2-1 on Saturday, and the women's soccer team fell to the Camels by a count of 1-0. But the women's soccer team got a chance to bounce back Sunday against Husson and bounce back they did, winning 4-0. Sophomore Cassidy McCarn scored two goals in the win.
7: The first goal was off uh, a free kick that Hannah Berenger took just outside the box. Um, we've been talking a lot in practice about like making the two runs, so um, if there's a free kick or a corner, making sure to get on the keeper so if the ball is bouncing, there's someone close enough to put it in. So that's basically what happened with the first one. Um, Hannah played a really good ball in that challenged the keeper, and she wasn't able to get her hands fully on it, so it bounced a little bit, and I was able to volley it in. Um, So, yeah, I definitely have to give Hannah the credit for giving me a good free kick to start it off. Um, And then the second goal was, uh, I think, like 80th, like towards the end. um, And uh, a ball was crossed in and their defense wasn't able to clear it. So I was making, again, this comes back to like a lot of stuff we've been working on in practice, like which runs we should be making off of free kicks and corners. And so I was like the five run, which is the top of the box. So I like made that run and I was just... There for the um, bounce off of their defender, I was able. I had enough time to take a touch and put it where I wanted it. So that was good. Yeah.
0: Nice as a midfielder, obviously you're responsible for covering a lot of ground, right? What's that like?
7: Um, it's tough. I mean, I like have a lot of good people that I work with in the midfield, so we communicate a lot and talk a lot. Um, we definitely have a lot of people off the bench who are able to contribute too. So um, it's a it's a tough position because there's a lot of running. and You have to be in a lot of different places. But we definitely have people who are. Trained for it and um, have come off the bench and like really proven themselves. A couple of first years have like done really well um, in coming in and like relieving some upperclassmen. So that's really good to see.
0: It's yeah, somewhat of a young team this year, isn't
7: it? Yeah, it is. It is. I think that was um, sort of a highlight of the Hudson game is when we're up a couple goals. You're able to put in some of the younger players and maybe in a lower pressure situation where you have the comfort of a couple, a couple of goals. Um, the pressure of being a first year and playing in a big game like that is um, a little bit less intense, I would say. So it was definitely some good experience for them.
0: Gotcha. And, and how was the team feeling I mean, after the game? It must be nice to get that W.
7: Yeah, it was great. It was rainy and chilly. And we were definitely a little, um, We were, I mean, we were still happy despite the weather, of course. Um, but yeah, it's been a little bit of a bumpy season so far. So it felt really, really good to get a win. Yeah.
0: Now you're from Connecticut, so how did you end up uh, coming up here to Bates to Maine for college?
7: Well, I mean, a lot of people in New England just are interested in NESCAC schools. It's always, but It was always on my radar. Um, I mean, like, academically, Bates is exactly what I was looking for, so I was like, if soccer works out too, that would be awesome. Um, I uh, Hannah Barringer is also from Connecticut, so when I came in my overnight, I was able to stay with her. We played the same position, so it was, like, really cool to talk to her about, like, being from Connecticut, playing in the midfield, like she was a really good host, um, and I like fell in love with the school, um, and the program was awesome too. So it was it started with the school, and soccer was definitely an added bonus. Yeah.
0: Excellent. And you got you know a few games left here in the season. Yeah. So what's the team going to be focused on moving forward here?
7: Um, well, we like to look at the out of conference games, um, so Husson and then Thomas on Thursday as sort of um, just a challenge for us to play the best we can, um, anticipating. Uh, the Middlebury game and anticipating the Colby game and wanting to finish strong in the NESCAC. Um, so we try not to, even if we're up four goals, like we're trying not to play down to any level. We're trying to play at our own level so that when we do face the more competitive opponents, we're ready. So I think it was a really a night. It's really nice to have um, these two out of conference games in between to sort of break up those NESCAC games. Um, so we'll definitely be prepared when it comes to those last two, and hopefully we can. Get two W's, yeah. (laughs) All right,
0: there we go, Cassidy. Thanks so much for your time.
7: Thank
0: you. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll recap how the football team does against Wesleyan this Saturday. Kickoff at Garcelon Field is set for 1 o'clock. The cross-country teams host the Maine State Meet this week, and there are some big road conference matches for volleyball as well. All that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast. Right, right, right till the end, right till the end of every day. Right, right, right till the end, right for a. Our-